You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 54. Today I chat to Jessie N. Elliott, an author, artist and community engagement officer, as well as being the co-author of The Mum Who Found Her Sparkle, a book soon to be released. Jessie has a passion for mental health through matrescence after she first experienced postnatal depression and anxiety after the birth of her first child. Determined to ensure that it wouldn't be repeated after her second child, she completed a project of 90 emotional days, which led her on a beautiful journey, which you're going to hear about more in this episode. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I have the pleasure today of interviewing the absolutely glorious Jessie Ann Elliott. Welcome, Jessie. Hi, Shari. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So fabulous to have you here. Um, For those of you who don't know Jessie Ann Elliott, um, Jessie firstly is, is a wonderful friend and client we have worked together over the time um she's taken some maternity leave from her business uh this year but what we're going to talk about is what she has been doing in her business um that has really changed and that beautiful birth of that glorious child uh Mm -hmm. has brought about some wonderful changes so um let me tell you a little bit more about Jessie Jessie lives with her husband Mitch and her children Finley and Esther who she likes to call her little world changes just outside of Maitland in the Hunter Valley New South Wales Australia in between pockets of time parenting Jessie loves to write create videos, digital art, and take photos. She is also a local government professional with over 10 years experience in community planning, development, and engagement. After Jessie experienced the loss of her dad to suicide in 2009 and her own experiences of mental health, including postnatal depression and anxiety, after the birth of her son in 2019, she has been determined to share her heart in order to reduce the stigma around mental health. And more recently, Jessie used creative expression to thrive through her fourth trimester after the birth of her daughter, Esther. And she has even used this integrated practice to birth her first children's picture book, The Mum Who Found Her Sparkle. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) Jessie, welcome. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to talk about all of these things. (laughs) It's been such an awesome year to watch things on the sidelines unfold with you. We haven't been working together this year, but we are still regularly in contact. Yes. I've been watching, you know, after the birth of Esther, the, you know, exciting things like your beautiful digital artworks that you were creating and, you know, sharing your passion for for breastfeeding and motherhood and matrescence, which is I'm totally down with all of that. (laughs) And um, absolutely loving watching that journey. It's been, it's been amazing. Thank you for your support, your endless support. It's been so fun. Um, Yes. 
having you along for the ride and all of the support that you had given me in the lead up to that as well. It was it was all completely key in the evolution of of me. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I, I can't take too much credit. It's all you, but uh and, and this glorious journey that you've been on, um, you know, knowing you as a person, I just know how devoted you are to impact and, yeah. you know, really being able to, you know, I think the thing about being multi-talented is it's like, which which rabbit hole do I go down? Yeah. With? It's a hard, it's, you know, it's a hard problem to have. It's yes. not a bad problem to have, but it can yeah. be a tricky one. And, and yes. so, you know, it's been, it's been wonderful watching you explore these new pathways after the birth of Esther. And of course, even more as you continue through your journey of matrescence, because, you know, even, even Finley is still quite young, right? Mm, like, yep. Three and a half. He's only yep. three and a half. So yep. Um, and I, one thing I want to mention, um, I, we will mention it again at the end and there will be links in the show notes for this, but, um, like I just mentioned, Jessie is, um, she's, well, she's birthing a picture book, a children's <laughs> picture book called The Mum Who Found Her Sparkle with a friend of hers. Together they've, they've written a beautiful book. And um, what their goal is at the moment is to crowdfund um, the the funding of this book so it can get off the ground to to the tune of 7500 And you have a goal, Jessie, to hit yeah. that. This is the first of December. That gives you twenty days yeah. from today to find that seven and a half k. How's it going so far? It is going so well. So we're just over a week in, and Mary and I, so my co-author, we just wanted to just inject as much fun into this as possible. So, and we've been doing like we've been sharing bits and pieces on the Instagram for the mum who found her sparkle, and just kind of just chatting to people that that want to talk to us about it and that have followed the journey of it and already so we're at 21% funded which is ends up being 26 people have actually backed this project already um so it's at about it's 1606 um right at this point so yes on the 1st of December and my mum hasn't even donated yet so that's well that's that's, that's sure to get coming. at least a couple of dollars at least at least and I've said to her don't buy me a Christmas present just donate to the Kickstarter <laughs> yeah so yeah it's going really really well and what's so fabulous is that we've had pledges from people that we don't even know so they haven't necessarily been in contact with us through the Instagram page or you know our lives they've just come across this campaign on Kickstarter and I guess for people that don't know a lot about Kickstarter it's crowdfunding but for creative projects and children's picture books um publishing is one of those so it's just people that have just come across it and gone I love that there was a pledge the other day um by a gentleman we don't know him and he pledged a hundred dollars to so I even just um you know people reading their campaign and then you know maybe going over to the socials just really feeling the heart of that message and it really landing for them and saying I want to help these people bring this bring this to life so it's just it has been an emotional roller coaster. I bet. Oh, and, oh and slightly sweating bullets at the same time. I've no doubt. 
thinking, like, will, will we make it? Will we yeah. hit this deadline? Will we hit this goal? Yes, it's um, it's also I've been doing happy dances around the house. I've been like happy tears. Like it's just been I've been calling my husband in the middle of the day. <laughs> um, I think I called him because we had a beautiful. Um, this is a connection both Mary and I had. Um, say so she wanted the package of so there's lots and I doubt we'll be able to get to everything today but over on our Instagram we've tried to be really like clear and spell out everything and how you can get involved but um, a beautiful friend Marie who's aka Mama Fairy um, pledged $400 to be a character in our book so Amazing. we were like oh my god <laughs> of course Marie so of course <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. so, so tell us a bit more about the book. What is yeah. the book about? What, what, like you said that people you don't even know feel passionate about this. What is yeah. it about the, the, the children's book that you you've written that yeah. resonates with people in the story? So it, it's about um, two children. So T and Oscar who go on an adventure with their mum, Amber to find her sparkle after she was lost so sparkle may or not may or may not be a character in the book (laughs) so what we tried to get across though in this um, the campaign around the book and conversations we've had is that in this book the children like they react with such urgency to noticing that mum's sparkle has gone missing Mm. and what we're sort of trying to to say is that, you know, when people aren't doing things that light them up and, you know, aren't really living um, their joy, it's something that we need to help them address. It, it's mm-hmm. as urgent as if someone broke their leg. You know, it's like, oh, let's help you. Let, and it, so that's what we tried to get across, um, you know, in the book, that it, that was normalised, that let's let's get pulled together around mum and let's help her find sparkle so I think that it's something that here yeah, a lot of people that we've spoken to in their journey like I said old my tresses and you know motherhood they have sometimes along the way lost themselves mm, and I would say most, most <laughs> people who become mothers you know really you know everything changes right they, they we yeah. all lose ourselves going through that process it's a big one it's huge it's absolutely mm. huge and I I think for me too I had after Finley was born I had postnatal depression and anxiety for the first you know nine months of his life I didn't know that at the time um and I think I had what I had seen in my experience of motherhood to date then was very um, much around self-sacrifice and, you know, it being devoid of joy. So that's not something that anyone intentionally did around me. And I'm more so talking, you know, that um, like and intergenerationally, I sort of took on that this is, it's it's meant to be really hard like I'm meant to be struggling I'm meant to feel low and flat and isolated you know like it's um that had been normal for me in that sort of season of like you know intensity so yeah I experienced it wasn't until right the feeling was nine months old that I took myself to a cafe and I had my laptop 
Finley was with his nanny and I just wrote, 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 wrote. And, I, and just the, the shift that started to happen for me when I started to claim back my creative expression and things that brought me joy, like that felt fun. Um, so, yeah, I can... And Mary had a very similar experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where this book, I guess, has maybe been incubating then. <laughs> I get the feeling that the book is as much for the, you know, the mother or the person who yeah. might be reading the book as it is for the child. There's we a absolutely... in that for everybody. <laughs> yes. And in the acknowledgement section, we, we write something along the lines of, um, we hope we yes this book is for the lilies but we we hope that the big people in your life find value in this message too so we've we've definitely tried to add a lot of rich meaning um layered meaning to this book and you know it's aimed at sort of maybe you know three to ten year olds but is it it's sort of it is definitely something that we really want everyone to be able to find something in them that find something that resonates I guess for them I love it yeah (laughs) I love it so great now what happened before you started to write this book was obviously you had the birth of Esther your your second child and um you decided to undertake a project that you did 90 emotional days yeah. And um, tell us what that was about. Tell us what yeah. that project was and why you decided to to do that. Leading up to the birth of Esther, we were doing all of those other things that are super crucial. So we were making sure that we had meals for us that we could just heat up. We were accepting all of the help that was offered to us in that time. We were also, Finley was still going and spending time with his nanny and doing things like that, so outside of the home. So we were making all of those those plans as well. But leading up to it, I started to look at what we had already done and say, but okay, how can I still be me? How can I make sure that I can integrate what brings me joy into this period of time? Because reflecting back on with Finley, it was something that obviously among many reasons in the postpartum with him, um, their, their presence not being there hugely impacted on me. So Yes, I was going into, I think, maybe like the third trimester of pregnancy, and I just started to get very, very curious about creativity in the fourth trimester. So I just went down all these rabbit holes, (laughs) Um, and I couldn't find a great deal of research that was specific to the fourth trimester and creativity, but I did come across an article that had been written by a journalist and she'd gone on um, maternity leave and she wanted she wanted to keep writing and she ended up writing the most wildest like fantasy novel that she could have ever imagined (laughs) and I think and that really kind of inspired me to just um, I guess just say anything could be possible right now 
And but what I wanted to do was create a bit of a, a framework for what it could could look like. And so what I did was I said to myself, well, Jess, you love taking photos. <laughs> you yep. love writing. Um, but also you haven't been hugely um, good, I guess, at naming emotions. So kind of honouring where I was at. I think like most women, I grew up the good girl and, you know, did a lot of denying of self <laughs> throughout yeah, throughout my life. So I was sort of at this point where I was like, I also, how good would it be is if I also allowed myself space to feel what I needed to feel? Mm. and practice naming naming those things so what's the sort of overall framework of my 90 emotional days so I tried to make it as close to what the fourth trimester would be as possible um, but also making it sound good to me so 90 emotional days felt good and what the plan was is that each day um, I would be journaling but I would also take a moment at any point or multiple points, just to just to check in with myself and what am I feeling right now? What emotions? So I would then take maybe a, a snap of something that was happening at the time and I would share that on my The Love and Purpose Project Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so I, what kind of happened though was that it evolved into making video content and just having the most fun with reels and then it also evolved into me making digital breastfeeding art so it sort of just it kept evolving and I kept I kept going with it I was just like I'm just I'm just going to keep going and but what I said to myself was if at all this doesn't feel good and this feels like too much it ends it ends right then so I gave myself permission right at the beginning to just to, to say that if, if I oh, needed to. Yeah, because the goal of it, it wasn't to, I didn't want to want it to be, you know, one of those like capitalist notions of being productive. Like it wasn't about that. No. It was, it was doing something that I knew would be a great stress relief. For me, because mm-hmm. I mean, creativity, it's so many things. I mean, yeah. we can use it to do it can be in problem solving it could be as you know an artist that creates these incredible things um but also as a practice it's an incredible stress relief isn't it like we know that it's an incredible stress relief so I didn't want it to be something that was necessarily it had it didn't have to be tangible it just had to feel good so but also being able to support yourself through yeah that, through that second matrescence, if you yep. like, through that yes. second um, fourth trimester postpartum. Yeah, yep. you know, I think that there's something really beautiful in that. In that, you use your creativity to support yeah. your like the emotional changes mm. of that time period, and use yep. that as a way to you know, be able to check in on how you're doing, yep. particularly after your, you know, your postnatal depression and anxiety the first mm. time around. Like, I just think that that's genius. Um, but also too, just the sheer act of mothering a newborn mm. is mm. an incredibly masculine task mm. where we think mm. it's very feminine and lovely and soft and nice. 
but there's a lot of doing that has us mm. constantly in our masculine. Great. So being able to balance that with yep. that beautiful nurturance of self and yep. ability to plug into that creativity yep. has really led to some amazing, amazing things. So I guess that really leads me to the next question is at what point did you arrive mm at this idea because we talked about some of the other things that you did on that you know going yeah. down rabbit holes yeah. at what point did you arrive at the place that says this is my idea for this book yeah well I we know the date because I it must have come to me in the early because I'm an early riser that's when I get I love that space before the sun comes up Everyone is still normally always asleep for a bit longer. And I'm just, I you think get that I must have, of the morning. Yes. Oh, it's just glorious. Have my breakfast. No one's around. Have my coffee. Um, and I think I must have just woken up with this idea. And I jumped straight on um, Instagram to my, my girlfriend, Mary's DMs. And I just started talking out this this idea and at that point I was calling it the mum had lost her creative expression and so it it just started coming out of me and we just went back and forth a few times and then just very very quickly said yeah let's just do this (laughs) so it was right at the end of the the sort of the fourth trimester period and I think all that work that I had done on just trusting my ideas, mm-hmm. you know, saying yes to those ideas and just prioritizing fun and joy, it sort of it kept opening me up to, I guess, yeah, feeling confident to say, yeah, of course, of course we can do this. And what's really fascinating is at no point since June have I ever doubted that I would be able to bring this to life. That's the really fascinating thing, I think, of it. Like I have never doubted. Um, And I think, yes. I often talk about that sweet spot um, as a mindset coach because that's that sweet spot around, you know, when we set that goal, our subconscious mind needs to go tick. Yes, you can do that. Yeah. Um, it's when our subconscious mind that says, you know, yeah, bullshit. I know how much, but <laughs> I know your current bank balance or I know <laughs> your history at following yeah. through on projects or whatever yeah. the story it may hang on to. Yeah. But yeah. that's a very, very powerful place to be mm. when there's never been that shadow of doubt. And that's yeah. when we know that it's just green lights. Like you must have yeah. been seeing all those green lights just go, 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 go. And I'm yeah. going to take a wild guess and say that even if you don't hit this goal of 7500 in crowdfunding before mm. the 21st of December, that's not going to stop you. Like no. it's <laughs> going ahead no matter what. <laughs> Yes, and Mary and I have said that, you know, multiple times. Whatever we need to do to get this message out there, we will do. And, I mean, it's illustrations are expensive because they're beautiful. They're fabulous. And, I mean, we've put, I don't even know, I should have started clocking the hours that we've put into sort of, you know, generating the idea, writing the manuscript, um, editing, back and forth, all of it. But I guess it's all been for love. Like I said, it's all felt 
great like you know it's all been it's never felt like we're even researching kickstarter or how to work ingram spark or you know the whole process of self-publishing none of it has felt arduous like it's all just been fun and you know come from you know being very curious and like open to learn so yeah it's not it's been time well spent (laughs) I love it I love it so great and so I guess you know I wonder have you always wanted to author a book like was it on your radar that you wanted to write you said that you love writing but has a book been on the agenda I have always had this secret dream of being able to say I was an author. In my sort of the last three or four years, there's been a few adult nonfictions that I've started. And that's not to say they won't ever see the light of day, but back, 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 when I couldn't even read, I remember sitting there with a book. So, you know, a very text-heavy book. So I would be sitting there and I'd just be looking at these words and I would just be, I would just be so excited and impatient to be able to read it. I just would, I was just so excited to be able to you know, experience these other worlds that people, you know, older than me got to. You know, those those stories from your childhood, they sort of just I know for me, they've just weaved their way into my DNA, like become part of who I am. So it's just, yeah, I have always wanted to, always wanted to. But I think before this year, there's been so much more, like we were talking about self-doubt and probably sabotage. There's just been, there's been so much more muck stopping me. Mm -hmm. And yes, I definitely, Esther has, helped me in more ways than I'll ever be able to thank her for, um, for becoming so much more grounded, but also being incredibly hopeful and just confident to bring my dreams to life. Really. I've got a lot to thank both of them for. Really, I don't know where I would be without these experiences. I, you know, I just love that you're also doing this in a time where you have children who are age appropriate to be able to share in this story, you know, like that's going to be a real moment when you turn the cover on that book with those two kids beside you um, for the very first time and sit down for the very first story time with that book. I can imagine that's going to be pretty epic. I'm starting to get tears in my eyes now just thinking about what I've tried to say to Finley. You know, he knows I'm writing something, but he doesn't really know. And I have said to him before, are you going to be so excited to actually hold mummy's book? And then he goes and plays with his monster trucks. Like he's not really (laughs) it's like yeah mum and I think he's probably at an age where it's just going to be like no big deal like everyone's mum writes a book don't they like seriously it'll probably be so off the cuff for him because you know at such a young age but what a moment that's going to be I bet you can't wait for that do you picture that moment yes I actually like for me I could I'm like I'm in my hallway like I'm not even anywhere just you know well decorated or anything I'm in my hallway I'm on the ground I'm opening this box and I'm holding it in my hand like and I'm just like tears are streaming down my face like that is how I see it it's just yeah there's 
it's mm. it's special um you know it's incredible but it's also so normal at the same time you know yeah <laughs> when it happens you'll be like of course yeah yeah <laughs> I've, seen, I've run this in my head a thousand times and more <laughs> amazing yeah yeah. Oh, Jess, it's so great. I am so excited to see this come to life for you and really excited to see where it takes you because I think this is just the beginning. I think it, you know, it's so beautifully, um, so beautifully adds to what you bring to the world in terms of, you know, talking about things like mental health that you're you're so passionate about. And I think this does, it is a theme, it, you know, mental health is a theme here, the yeah. mental health of matrescence yeah. and the link, you know, that yes, yeah. we have this thing that's called matrescence and often we think it's mental health and sometimes it's not and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think something is matrescence when it's really mental health and, you know, separating the two of them out through plugging into our creative expression and you know and finding our joy and and plugging into our joy I just think that's just such a beautiful thing but you know I also want to say that your work that you've done with local government and community engagement also is a beautiful thing because you know even I can picture that moment when you know you get to deliver a copy of this to your local library and you know, and have that in your local library in a place where you have contributed to that community in so many ways. It's um, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is, you know, I know that joy is a theme for you too. So um, this question feels even more powerful and potent and it's not an easy one to answer, but how, what has been the most joyous part of your life and business journey to date? Oh my goodness. Um, well, this one, so it brought me joy, but it was also incredibly, um, challenging the reason behind the, um, I guess, response. Mm. And that was because The Mum Who Found Her Sparkle is the first book that I've written, but I've also written two more. And the second one I wrote, is for children who have lost a parent to suicide and this story is a goodbye letter I wrote it for for children who did not as many of us wouldn't be able to have that closure and it was it's something that they can come back to and feel a connection with and something that I know I needed and I sent that manuscript out to some publishers um, because I wasn't immediately going to self-publish that one. So this was about six, eight weeks ago. And one morning very early, um, I logged onto my computer and I got an email to say that a publisher in the UK was interested in my book. And I don't know why, but I'd had the foresight to go I'm going to record this reaction because I want to know what's happening, um, what, you know, what this is. Mm. Popped my phone up, had my laptop open. I was in my pyjamas. My hair was a mess and I recorded it. And reading those words, I, it was just, I've got chills again all over my body just thinking about that moment now. Mm. And then I shared that as a reel on my um, Instagram page 
And I shared it to a song that my dad always loved, an artist my dad always loved. He loves Re- he loved Reba. He would be listening to Reba just nonstop. And the response to that, um, my phone was pinging for about two or three hours. Mm. It's now going back. It's got about 900 reactions on it, which for me is, is enormous. And the comments underneath it of people saying, I want this for my niece. I want this for, you know, this member of my family. So to know that I could fill a gap mm-hmm. with this story and help people, it was an incredibly, like, pivotal moment for me in this experience or, I guess, in the in me writing children's books. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge moment but obviously it also brought so much sadness to know that it was needed in the way that it was and it, it resonated with so many people so that's also inspired me to to write a lot more in that space um and I've reached out to a lot of local um, mental health service providers to provide input onto that manuscript as well to make sure it's not problematic and mm-hmm. so that project's also happening in the background and I know you and I have talked about that one we sure as have. well I can't wait to uh to be able to share that with you know I'm involved with Flora Friday up yes. here which we've talked about which is yes. um to do with one wave mental health movement and um you know it's just so needed it is so <laughs> needed it's just such you know such an important piece of literature that needs to be needs to be created you know as even as a teacher as an educator I've had children in my school whose parents have died by suicide and it's a very difficult thing for schools to navigate to support those children and you know the the fallout from from that for a whole community is is very challenging but particularly for kids who are trying to make sense of it all it's very hard Absolutely. And, um, just such a such a beautiful resource that will be out there in the future for people to to have and and to be able to use it'd be wonderful and there are some like there is definitely picture books but um there's not a great deal even in yeah chatting to the local mental health services it is a gap there's not much at all and I or can imagine they're often um produced overseas so they don't necessarily have an Australian flavor and I think yeah. that that's you know, children do recognise that often, yeah. you know, like yeah. even if mums felt differently, for example, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it's really nice to have a book that's quintessentially Australian for Australian kids and it goes around the world, then that's amazing. But um, yeah. Yeah, it right. will definitely be used because I think the more, the more resources that yeah. children and schools and communities have access to to support them through that time, um, the better but certainly yeah. your your book um the mum who found her sparkle is really yeah. working on I guess prevention and yeah. you know helping yeah. helping mothers identify early in the piece yeah. early in their matrescence journey hopefully yeah. um that you know that this is something that I need to be aware of and mm. be able to you know stay plugged into my joy and if something's not right then to get help yeah, absolutely. And it'll be very important for us to include those those really key um, helplines and resort in the book as well, just so people, you know, people know, but sometimes it is important to, yeah, to reiterate absolutely. that. 
Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Absolutely. And lastly, Jess, where can listeners find and follow you? And of course, um, we will put the links in, but give us a shout. Um, and also, of course, with your Kickstarter crowdfunding, tell us where we can find and follow you so we yes. can support this project. Well, I am incredibly active over at on Instagram. I'm in love with Instagram. Um, I am the Love and Purpose Project on Instagram. And if you follow the links at that site, you will find also the mum who found her sparkle, that Instagram. And on that, you'll also find the beautiful videos and pictures from people who joined us in Sparkle Toba. <laughs> sparkle Toba. I love oh my it. goodness. It was so much fun. Um, I think we will do it every year. Um, but it was very much in alignment with the message in the book and it was so, so much fun. So those are that's where you'll sort of find me. But also I am at Jessie and Elliot, so which is com, And the website is amazing because guess who made it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago now. That was a few rabbit holes ago. But it it's, certainly, yeah. um, you know, just goes to show it lasts the test of time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I have. Um, I've updated some of the copy and, um, yeah, changed some of my photos, but the framework is tremendous and, yes, designed beautifully. And all of those links will be in the show notes for people listening. Um, Jesse, thank you so much for your time and, and coming to talk to us on Joyous Journeys. I I am so excited to see how this unravels for you. It's I know we've had lots of conversations this year about the birthing of this book and I just can't wait to see it come to life it's it's and and further books you know because there this there's there's definitely more coming and um I can't wait to see it all unravel thank you so much thank you so much for your support and having me it's just been it's been so much fun so thank you so much thank you fabulous conversation Oh, thanks, Jess. Thank you. All the best with your book. Thank you. And I'll keep, we'll keep talking on the socials. (laughs) Most definitely. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. podcast is proudly recorded and produced on Gunbangia land and brought to you today by my Solid membership, Solid Business for Soul-Led Women.